Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt here with Hatch and another episode of Built By. Hope you're doing awesome today. We actually upgraded the audio finally, so this is probably better quality than any other episode you've heard. We got a new microphone. We got a new audio interface. I'm super excited about it. We're not quite Joe Rogan status yet, but we're slowly going to get there. I think the only thing that's missing is DMT. Just kidding, in case our owner hears that. Um, anyways, let's talk about today's episode. You probably saw social media and you're like, eh, I don't know about this one. Uh, totally understand. I feel you. Like I'm not the biggest fan of social media either. In fact, I think it's the downfall of human society, but that's just me personally. As a business though, <laughs> it's a great way for you to connect with your customers and stay top of mind with brand. I've never been able to crack the code of the amount of time you put into something like Facebook posts, planning out Twitter posts, whatever, and like the returns on it. But it's interesting. Like we had somebody text us on our bill by board. Um, by the way, if you see the phone number, I'm going to drop it in the description too. Like send me any topics you want to get covered. I'll be sure to find like a subject matter expert that can really speak on the topic like today. We got this request and it took me a few weeks Actually, it would probably took me a few months to really find somebody that I thought could speak on this topic well enough. Um, again, like I'm skeptical of the success that social media can bring your business, but I wanted to find somebody who could challenge that and really bring something to the table. Did a lot of research. I stumbled across Linda's Construction and Bridget Kramer, who's my guest today. So Bridget is the marketing media director at Linda's Construction. Remodeler, construction company based in Wisconsin. They're probably one of the most well-known. Actually, their owner hosts like a radio show. Um, I'm going to have him on eventually to talk about that. I think it's a pretty awesome idea. But the reason I found Linda's was because of social media. And as I was reading you know, through their posts, like, I was like, they know what they're doing and they're using this effectively. They're getting good engagement. Um, they're seeing a lot of growth on Facebook and they're dabbling in TikTok, things like that. So reached out to Bridget. Come to find out that like she not only runs social media for Lindis, she also teaches social media at a local technical college to teach businesses how to use it effectively in their business. And then I had the opportunity to talk to her. And again, I'm skeptical, went into the conversation, not expecting much. And she totally blew my mind and really like challenged a few of the notions that I had. So, you know, at the end of the episode, I actually learned a lot of stuff, which is pretty awesome. So in this episode, we really cover everything when it comes to what Bridget's doing. We talk about her strategy, what campaigns she's seen success with, what channels she uses for Lindis, what like success she's seen, how she measures that success, and a ton of more great stuff that I think you're going to really, really like. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kick this episode off. Again, this is Bridget Kramer, who's the marketing media director at Lindis Construction. I hope you enjoy. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. But you've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. So for the past 10 years, I've been working with Lindis Construction. We're um, located in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and we service both the Twin Cities Metro and Western Wisconsin. I wear a lot of different hats at Lindis Construction, but probably my biggest hats are being the director of social media and reputation management. And Lindis Construction is owned by um, three sons, Andy, Alex, and Adam. Great family to work for. And then also in 2017, professional modeler magazine named me to their um 40 under 40 class. That was a pretty exciting honor to have. Yeah. And then 
Um, I've also done um, some um, blogs for um, Angie's List on behalf of our COO, Andy Lindness. And in my spare time, I'm also an adjunct professor for a local um, technical college, helping with like social media and online web presences for small businesses. Yeah, yeah. And that and that adjunct professor role, too, I'm pretty interested. Are you... Um... You know, are you uh, coaching local businesses on how to like set up social media or is it more, more of a like how to get better at it type of thing? It's a little bit of both. With the technical college, they let me do hour long classes for small businesses, just kind of trying to figure out social media and what's the best way to approach it. So some have social media already in place and some are completely green and just trying to figure out from the ground up what to do. So I'm happy to help both of those types of businesses. Yeah, that's awesome. So I want to dive in a little bit and really get into the weeds here um, with social media. So mm -hmm. when you think of social media, and I think the prevailing thought is, uh, I'll just let the intern run it. You know, just just we have to do posts every once in a while, as long as we're slightly active on there. Uh, that's how things go. And that's completely opposite. It's, it's completely untrue. You know, when you have an effective social media platform, in my opinion, and you're leveraging it correctly, um, you can see some really good results with that. Um, I would love to hear from your perspective, you know, how, since you've been managing social media and you've really kind of mastered it and how you've seen that really affect businesses that, that you've worked with or at Lindis. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing too, is that is a big misconception is just let the intern run with the social media. And, and that's great. Interns have a lot of energy and a lot of good ideas and they definitely can be a part of the conversation. But it shouldn't be, oh, I've got some time today. I should probably post something. It's got to be consistent brand messaging, getting your company information out there. So I really suggest in almost all cases to at least try and do a post daily just to keep your name out there and keep that messaging and conversation going. The less you are posting, people don't view you as relevant and kind of wonder how responsive you would even be if they did business with you just based on you never posting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's how you stay top of mind, right? And mm -hmm. like, you you can go through, send a hundred emails a month, you know, and clog email inboxes. Nobody will really notice it, but everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on Twitter, everybody's on TikTok at the end of every day. So it, it's it's that top of mind thing, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So you know, um, what are some of the benefits that you've seen of a well managed social media strategy? Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest benefits are in the construction industry, especially we can kind of be the big scary guy to do business with who's coming to my house. How much is this going to cost? I mean, people are sometimes downright terrified to call a contractor, but they know they need to. So the more you can lower the risk of doing business with you and uh, making that initial phone call or that initial email by putting good information about your company out there, the better mm -hmm. off you'll be when people are looking for who they should be partnering with for a contractor. I think social media is also really good for employee engagement here at Lindis Construction. People are really proud to work with us and for us. And so they're some of our biggest advocates on social media, sharing posts. And we do a lot with um, showcasing our employees too. Our employees are treated extremely well and they love being featured. It's, it's another way that people that the employees are friends with on Facebook, for example, can see, oh yes, this person works there. I should probably call them for my next home improvement project. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's not just the sales mentality. It's, it's more of a, you can also do recruiting HR. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I've seen a lot of companies out there, you know, run ads on Facebook for, you know, hiring new sales reps or, or like project managers and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's all a big part of it. it. I had a friend tell me once and it makes a lot of sense. It's like, you can always be closing 
on social media, but you don't always have to be selling. So just again, mm -hmm. your name out there, sharing your company's story, sharing what people are up to, but not necessarily saying, Hey, it's this giant sale again today. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those get drowned out very quickly. Absolutely. Uh, at least in my experience. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's awesome. So, you know, when you do work with small businesses and um, in-home improvement and things that you see, um, what what are some of the things that, that you, you encourage businesses to do like early on? Absolutely. So early on, I think it's a, a matter of posting consistently, updating your business hours, your contact information, responding to all reviews in a timely manner, responding to customer messages in a timely manner, because all of those things are visible. Mm -hmm. So just showing that you're responsive and you're relevant sharing content from pages that might be similar to yours, but share good information, just that you're relevant and a part of the conversation. Um, again, showcasing your employees, showcasing um, any charitable works that you do that are super interesting or not out of the ordinary. All of that, again, just lowers the risk of making that initial phone call or email to a business. Yeah, yeah. You know, the reason I wanted to connect with you on this topic is because, you know, as I was looking through like Lindis's, uh, you know, social media outlets and stuff before we had a chance to, to connect. Um, I was blown away because I think your approach to it is, is all encompassing and it really shows a lot of different areas of the company. Is that like your methodology when you go into it? Let's say you, you first off, like how, how do you plan, I guess, um, for whatever you're going to post, um, you know, maybe the month before the week before. Um, and is that taken into consideration? I'd love to hear your kind of philosophy on it. Thanks. I appreciate the compliment. We try and utilize a lot of different posts and variety types, you know, blogs, again, employee photos, project photos. I think it's really important just to have a variety of photos and um, images out there along with good content. I usually um, kind of map out a week before just based on what our priorities are in terms of what we want to promote. But then again, we've got 150 employees and most of them are in the field. So if they come across something really cool or really interesting, I'll totally shuffle around what I've got planned for the day because something's really timely or really interesting and is going to play well. So I think it's good to have a little bit of a baseline, but not be afraid to deter from that when it's appropriate. Yeah, I love that. Like being agile like that. And, and I, I think I've in my previous life, like really honing in on, on social media and managing it. And admittedly, I do a terrible job of it. So I'm learning things as we chat here right now. But I used to think like you had to plan it out like three months in advance and like schedule posts. But it's it's good to hear that like you can just, you know, kind of be nimble with it and like react to what's happening. Absolutely. And I think the misconception, misconception with the calendar strategy like a month or two out is that that's how a lot of digital agencies do that. And that's because they have to, because they've got so many different clients. When you've only got, you know, one person or a couple people running your social media, you can absolutely be nimble and agile and just go with the flow and make changes as necessary. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, we're, we're talking about all these things. We're talking about recruiting. We're talking about, you know, blog posts, recent project photos coming from people in the field. Um, is there any type of content that you see that uh, performs better than than other stuff usually? That's the million dollar question too. And as a marketer, sometimes I'm so shocked. I'm like, this is gonna be the best post ever. And then it's like, where's everybody? So <laughs> it's, it's a million dollar question, but I will tell you, it's kind of fun. Like looking at our top three posts of the year when I was preparing for this conversation, the top post of the year for our entire Lindis Construction Facebook page is dogs. 
it was National Dog Day. And I just yeah. emailed it to our employees and I'm like, hey guys, cute dogs, send me pictures. Let's get this on social media. And that was our best post of the whole year. And I could take the employees and a couple of their employees even had their dogs and Linda Swag. So that was super cute. Um, I've also had a lot of success. Our, our second biggest post of the year too, was our CEO, Andy Lindis, his son, Noah just started working for us. He just graduated college. So he's in the field a lot. And there was a picture of Andy and Noah together on a job site and we're family owned. So now it's our third generation of, um, the family now working for the company that, that photo one gangbusters, people love seeing that the family is engaged with the business they own and run. So that was fantastic too. And then our Mm -hmm. third most popular post of the the year was one of our salespeople. And we always encourage our salespeople to like be involved in the communities they live and work in. And he found some ducks on the side of the road that their mom had just been ran over. So he pulled over, rescued the ducks, took them to a shelter to get rehabbed. It was just the sweetest thing. So people want to see that you're engaged where you live and work. So it's not even always home improvement posts that do the best for a home improvement company. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you mentioned this earlier, but like social media is really an opportunity to like pull back the veil on the business. It's not some big, scary entity. So when you're showing and all of these things, like create relationships with homeowners. I mean, everybody loves dogs. Everybody loves, you know, family working together. Um, yep. Everybody loves when you're active with animals. So that, that that's a trend I'm starting to see a lot more um, when it comes to social media is, is more the culture type stuff. Absolutely. Because how many contractors are out there in any one area? There's so many to choose from. So how do you set yourself aside as being different? And that's one way we've done it by showcasing our employees and being family owned and operated and being loud and proud about it. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it makes sense, right? Because the companies that spend a lot of time, like showing them like hammering nails on a roof or, or, you know, doing the actual work um, that seems to resonate better in my opinion with with other people that do that on a daily basis right like showing the the day-to-day versus a homeowner who's probably never put a nail on a roof or you know put siding on a house but see seeing things that are relevant to them I, it seems like that's what makes you know things resonate i guess absolutely and we still do a lot of job footage photos but we are also loud and proud about the employees working on those jobs too and showing who's doing the work and how they do it and how careful they are but again you can't beat some of these family posts, even when you do, you know, beautiful filmed job site videos and photos. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of the channels that you're using, um, there's, you know, a dime a dozen out there. Um, a lot of companies I've heard are trying to get more into TikTok, which is interesting. Um, you know, Facebook's the old classic standby, LinkedIn more for the business stuff. In terms of things that you've seen when you're running these platforms? Are there any that perform best? And if so, do you kind of focus more on those? Sure. So depending on the business that I work with, I definitely recommend looking into seeing, okay, which platforms make the most sense for you based on which what the demographic is. Like I have a business I work with that uses Snapchat. We don't at Lindis Construction. It's just not our demographic. So it really depends on who you're working with. For us, the bread and butter, I think will always be Facebook. The 50 plus um, crowd, that's their biggest growing social media platform. So that's what we're loud and proud on. But we're also on YouTube quite a bit too. You know, YouTube skews heavily towards males. And a lot of the guys that get on our YouTube channel are trying to figure out, could I really install a window? Could I really install siding? Usually when they see how we do it and the methods we use, they're probably like, okay, I should probably just call a professional. But it's good to have that information out there. You know, with Pinterest, we've done a ton with that. All of our pins actually go back to 
our website. It's project photos and then goes back to our website. So that's a good way to get in front of women in a way that engages with them. So it's just kind of all about picking a, a mix of what makes sense and people consume social media in so many different ways. So just kind of hitting all of those different demographics. I don't place one emphasis more on the other. I think it's good to have a mix. Mm -hmm. That's interesting with, with YouTube. So you're, you're basically putting up how to videos on YouTube. Is that kind of your strategy there? Um, a little bit. It's more, this is our crew installing a roof. This is our crew installing windows. This is the process we would go through to do it kind of showing like a high level install photo or an install video. And I think once people see what's all entailed in doing that, they're, they're a little bit more apt to call a contractor and instead of trying to DIY because there's so much that can go wrong in some of these giant home improvement projects. And then we also use YouTube to um, showcase our employees again, talking about the company, showcase customers, mm -hmm. behind the scenes footage at job sites. It's just a matter of what is going to resonate with people. And it doesn't have to be even amazing footage. It's just more of the messaging and the content. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I'm super fascinated with this. Like, are, are you, when you're making this kind of video content for YouTube, are you, um, are you using just like a phone camera and like, just like going to a project or are you having like your, your guys on site or, or, or um, ladies on site, you know, take mm -hmm. the, take the footage while they're there and then just kind of edit everything together. Sure. We've done a hybrid. So we've definitely worked with film production companies, our COO's son, Noah, now he um, actually has a really solid background in videography. So he's been going out to job sites and will continue to go out to job sites to get filming. So we're very lucky to have him on the marketing team. But just a, a combination of all of the above. We've done some um, cell phone videos, too, and those have still done really well. It's just more about the messaging rather than um, the imagery, if you will, in, in terms of like being high quality. The message has to be there. And the, the footage, if it's good you know, high quality is a bonus, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed, I think, in, in like everything you you've done specifically is like you're you're telling a story versus just throwing something out there, which I think is really important. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And I appreciate the compliment. I have a journalism minor, so I, mm -hmm. storytelling is kind of in my blood. So just trying to figure out how to tell a compelling story about things that sometimes can be scary or intimidating or not necessarily interesting, you know, gutters, how do you make a gutter installation interesting? So we've kind of found a way to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, you know, getting back to the TikTok thing, is that something you've explored yet? Is that something you kind of plan to explore? Sure. We're on TikTok right now. We've actually got at least one video, maybe a couple that have over 100,000 views. But Holy to your God. point earlier, yeah, to your point earlier, um, it's a lot of the people that are commenting on our TikTok videos tend to be in the industry. So mm -hmm. We're exploring getting deeper and deeper into it, but we've already got some content out there for TikTok. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I recently, I was, I was so anti TikTok and then <laughs> just over the last month I've been like obsessed with it, like just watching videos and um, yeah, it's fascinating to, to see like the growth. I've seen other home improvement companies really leveraging it and actually getting like deals out of it, which is crazy to me. And for us, too, I think it's a really good recruiting tool. Who's on TikTok? You know, the younger male demographics on TikTok and younger males are a lot of the times the top employees coming into construction companies right now. So it's a good way to show them that we're fun and we're approachable and we've got a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading a, a report that like millennials have just become the number one home buyer in in the country. Mm -hmm. And the typical home, their first home that they're buying is like 
built in the 1970s. And typically houses need major repairs 50 to 60 years afterwards. So I think everything's lining up. And if you can really get a presence there, this is a market that's, I think, going to be uncovered. And a lot of companies are going to see success, like just getting in front of them locally. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Yeah, that's awesome. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about, um, so for companies that um, haven't really put much of an emphasis on social media, and it's kind of a ghost town. You've probably seen one like Happy Father's Day post like two years ago, and they want to get back into it and really like, you know, make this a good part of their marketing strategy. Um, where should they start? Like, are you using any specific tools to really manage all these platforms or are you just like individually going into each one and, and uploading something? Sure. I am a little bit old school. I, I like to have control about when things post and I always like to review them one more time before they post. So that's probably not the norm for somebody that manages as many platforms as I do, but I, I do prefer to do it that way when possible. People that are trying to find attractive graphics are good ways to build that quickly. Mm -hmm. office. Like, <laughs> I don't move apparently. There we go. <laughs> but people that um, are trying to find attractive graphics and aren't a Photoshop person, I'm certainly not. Mm -hmm. Can you like free tools like um, it's called Canva, C A N V A dot com? That's a really quick, easy way to format photos, videos for social media on the correct platform. I also use once in a while on Splash if I need to tell a story with a photo and I just don't have the photo. Mm -hmm great resources. I definitely recommend mining your employees for any ideas they have for any photos, videos they have. All of that helps. And then I think when you're first getting back into it or starting out completely, make it a conscious effort to get those likes on your page because the more likes you have, the more relevant you're going to be within your industry and within your business. And it just shows that you have a robust following. Yeah. And in terms of like call to action. So it seems like every post that you put out has like a next step almost, if, if that makes sense. So whether it's a blog article or, um, you know, go check out the full video or something like that. So is this a bigger part of your, I guess, content strategy, um, you know, building blogs and then promoting it via social media and just keeping that sort of thing going? Yeah, absolutely. With all of our blogs, we want people to go check out the full blog on our website. That increases our organic search rankings because we're getting more page views. And, mm -hmm. and then again, establishes ourselves as an industry expert. So we definitely want people getting onto our website. We've got a chat bot on the website. So once they get there and they're poking around for a little bit, you know, we can ask, you know, Hey, what are you interested in doing? How can we help you? And just kind of continue that conversation with our company and get them the correct information they need as quickly as possible so that they're not having to fish around our website to get whatever is needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another thing um, that I think is fascinating is like your your owner is um, creating a, I guess, a founder type brand where he's really out in the field. And, and you mentioned he does radio. Um, does does he post a lot on social media as well um, from like his like personal account like that you see on LinkedIn and stuff? Yes, I'm actually really blessed um, to work for a family where they all have, you know, the three sons and their wives and their kids all have social media. So they're definitely helping make my job easier. Yeah. Fantastic job, especially on Instagram when I can post family photos and tag them. That all just helps me so much. I'm, they're very loud and proud about being who they are and owning the company and making sure people know who they are. And that makes my job so much easier too, because people don't want to wonder, you know, who is the owner of the company and are they reputable and are they like me and are they going to do good work? So we're, we're very loud and proud about our ownership and their commitment to dedication and in the home improvement industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Like 
that that is such an important piece of the puzzle that I think a lot of companies haven't really figured out yet, which is, um, you know, if your owner's in working in the business, he can't work on the business, right? And it, it, it says a lot if you can really establish your, um, I guess, principles and values and vision from the leadership's perspective. I think that resonates really well with, with homeowners, especially. Absolutely. I think that's a really strong piece of the puzzle and something that we take a lot of pride in showcasing who we are and what we do. Yeah. Awesome. So um, in terms of like organic growth on your social media profiles, um, do you run any like paid on, on, on the side? Do you ever boost posts or are you just, you know, growing it organically um, and really getting an audience that way? Sure. We, when I started here, we had a lot of work to do on the organic side. So we didn't want to get too far into the paid realm until we got the organic side, you know, honed in on. Mm-hmm. And now I think we've gotten the organic side very well done. So now we do paid ads for people to get estimates. We do paid ads for people to like our page. We've done boosted posts. It's just a variety of different methodologies. I think as certain mediums, you know, as newspaper, TV, direct mail becomes less and less appealing to, especially the millennial generation, I think social media is going to become king. And we're we're trying to be ahead of the curve on that. And we've been pretty active about placing paid ads just to get in front of that curve and get those um, estimates coming in. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So in terms of like success, that like how, when you measure success for yourself and when you at the end of the year look back or if you do it monthly or weekly, what do you view as success from um, your role as, you know, a, a reputation management, social media uh, manager? Sure. There's a few different measurements that I take into consideration as to what I consider success. And that's number of online reviews, you know, month over month, year over year. That's that's a number that's got to continue to keep growing in order to keep you relevant within the industry. I'm mm-hmm. also looking at cost per lead on our internet ads just to see, are they in check with the national averages? And is this a good use of our money? If there's an ad that's not performing well, I'll usually cut it, you know, reformat it, rework it and put it back up again. So just constantly watching those metrics and making sure that we're making intelligent decisions with how we're exposing ourselves online. Yeah. So with those ads, is there, are you just promoting the stuff that you have promoted um, via your like boosted post, for instance, versus (laughs) like creating a new video and, and, and promoting that? Are you kind of reusing some of your same content with the paid stuff? Um, Right now we, you know, when we do job site shoots, we've got, you know, a lot and a lot of content and, you know, Facebook videos, for example, they don't want a giant long video. So we might just put the snippet of a job 15, 20 seconds because we've got short attention spans these days. Mm-hmm. So I might do something like that, but then I might repurpose the same video on YouTube in a longer version, talking more about what we're doing and how we're doing it. So it's, it's nice to have a variety of content and then it's just tailored appropriately for the social media platform that you're on. Yeah. That makes so much sense. This has been like, really eye-opening and like it's so funny like we were mentioning at the beginning of the conversation like whenever a bad social media post goes out everybody's like oh classic intern role but (laughs) if you have just like a well-managed social media with somebody that actually you know knows what they're doing it becomes like a really effective tool and that's that's what I've learned having this conversation with you it's just been like kind of fascinating to hear yeah thank you so much I appreciate the time and I love educating people about what works on social media and what doesn't too. So when I'm scrolling, I'm seeing things that excite me as well. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Always get new ideas. So Absolutely. 
Yeah. So Bridget, I have one last question I'd like to ask every guest, which is last tip before we dip. And it's like super vague on purpose, but um, from your perspective and, and what you've done, um, what's the number one piece of advice you would give to anyone in the home improvement industry right now? Sure. With us, again, like I mentioned before, you know, we've got 150 employees at Linda's Construction and so many of them are in the field. Empower those people to know who their social media manager is and empower them to send that social media manager anything that's interesting or unique or anything that they're up to. You know, a selfie with a homeowner, a good comment from a homeowner, a cool project they're doing. Any of that all helps make my job easier. And as you can see, I, I live in an office, so I don't get to go to these job sites that might be an hour away from our office. So anybody that can help me tell that story and tell our company narrative makes it so much easier. So make sure your employees know who that person is and that they're open to suggestions and guidelines and ideas to make it just a more fun, dynamic social media presence. And then also, again, when your ownership is able to be tagged on social media and able to promote the company too, that makes your job so much easier as well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And kind of branching off the, the first point you made, what's the best way to like um, bridge the gap? Is it you know, when, when, a you know, somebody's out on a project that they, um, you know, email you the photos and, and a quick snippet, or like, I would love to hear just kind of the logistics of how that works in, in your organization. Oh, sure. Um, I'm super fluid. I don't have a system as to how they do it. If they text me something great, if they email me something great, I might text back and just say, Hey, which project is this? Let me know. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty fluid and I don't expect my installers to be world-class photographers, they're world-class installers, not necessarily videographers or photographers. That's totally fine. If I can get just the bare bones, I can usually work with what they send me and make something cool out of it. That's awesome. So empower them to really just text you pictures from the job site. It's yeah, yeah. simple and that. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. Well, Bridget, yeah. that's all the questions I had. This has been fantastic. I, it, it's really fascinating for me. I actually... I feel bad now that I've been neglecting our social media profiles. <laughs> They've got a job to do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So awesome. But thanks again so much for, for your time and, and joining us. And definitely we'll have to do this again sometime down the road. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time.